Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host Shane. Today our guest is Jacqueline Wales. She gives some amazing insight. I know we say that every time, but just wonderful insight into fear. We are, we've talked about this a few times and she really does give some really good um, knowledge and insight. She also gives you an amazing offer near right at the end. So please listen in um, and hopefully take her up on that offer. Yeah, and I, I would like to echo what Shane is saying, and that is that, yeah, we, we do have and we do say that we have some amazing guests on our show, but I think that speaks volume to the caliber of people that we've had on. And that is these people are regular, just like you and I, but they have an amazing message and you can be successful as well. If, if you just use some of these tools that we give you to push through these fears and get past them. And like she, you know, she mentioned a cool story about her life um, and getting a black belt in karate at a, at an older age. And I thought that was really a cool story about overcoming your fear. And so I hope you really, really enjoy this message. We are so grateful for each one of you listening. We, we send our love, our well wishes with you. You are worth it. You are worthy. You are capable of receiving love and being loved. And you should also love yourself. So enjoy this awesome episode with us, Jacqueline Wales. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host Shane. Today, our guest has been booked for quite a while. We're really excited to that Jacqueline Wales is joining us. Just going to read a little bit from her website. Um, she says, being fearless is not the absence of fear, but the courage to take the next step. And I loved, loved that. She also says, as a keynote speaker and trusted advisor, she's passionate about helping individuals discover the truth of who they are and opening up insights and skills necessary to unlock your purpose and full potential so you can truly embrace being fearless and create the career and life you want. You don't have to take the whole staircase. You just have to take the next, next step. Jacqueline, we're so excited to have, join, have you join us. We actually have talked about fear a few, a few times just because we feel like you do, that people have it, but how do we overcome that? And so we're going to talk about that today. So thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Shane and, and Jason. Thank you both for, for being that sprinkle of hope out in the world. It's very, <laughs> very important. It is. We really have been enjoying what we're doing. We've been on our journey just over a year and we're having a blast. So Jacqueline, you talk a lot about fear and um, let's just jump right in. What what have you seen over your career? What are some ways that we can overcome those things? And, and let's just dive right in. So let's start with one simple premise that I truly believe because it's based on experience, been there, done that. Fear is mostly imagination based. Mm -hmm. It is not based in reality. It is based on future thinking. And when we get too involved with negative future thinking, we go right into fear, self-doubt 
Am I good enough? Am I competent? Am I capable? All of that that stops you from actually making the move. Now, recently I started talking about why does fear matter to our success? And it's pretty clear that it's a driver. You know, if you're feeling that uncertainty, if you're feeling that discomfort, it just means that you've got a growth point in front of you. And if you're willing to take that next step, as you said earlier, then you find out that, you know, whatever leap it is you think you're making, it ain't as big as you thought <laughs> it was. Right there. So we start with that. And fear is imagination-based. And so when you are confronted with your fears, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, is it true? Do I have empirical evidence that I'm going to go broke in six months or I'm not going to get the job that I applied for? Or, you know, there, there's somebody out there who's aiming for me in some way or another. Or is it that I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable? You know, we have to look for the evidence. And if there's no evidence to, to really back that up, or if you've created circumstances that actually do give you that evidence, which is a whole other piece right there because that's tied into our thinking and behavior mm -hmm. and where we self-sabotage and where we bring on the stuff that we don't want simply because we're not willing to take that next step there we yeah, i love that uh, and we've talked a lot about that those those little steps just taking those even if they're you know baby steps for you that is a huge thing to get yourself moving away from what you feel is you're fearful at the time or, or whatever. So do you have, do you have some uh, tips or pointers on how uh, you found to be helpful to, to move away from? So if you're in a fearful uh, thought or you're thinking that, Oh, I'm afraid to go and do this thing. Have you found some steps or tips that will help kind of move you away from that back into feeling comfortable and confident? Well, I think one of the greatest gifts in my life, frankly, was hiring coaches and teachers mm -hmm. who could help me understand where it was I was getting in my own way. I was told for years that I was playing too small. Right. And I'd be like, but I'm showing up, I'm doing all the bits and pieces and yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you've got a lot more in you. So why aren't you thinking about how you can use that? Well, a lot of that was the fear of I'm not good enough. The fear of, you know, self-esteem being low. I mean, I had that for many, many years. My self-esteem was really low, but I had a background that had kind of added to it. And a lot of our fears are actually started in our childhood um, when we either have parents or teachers or some authority figures in our lives who delivered a message that somehow we didn't measure up. And that gets embedded and I'm seeing a lot of nods here. So I know you recognize this, but yeah. there, there's a piece in there that's embedded in our, our brains and, and our ways of thinking about ourselves. So other people helped me to think about myself differently. They encouraged me. They sometimes pushed me to go to a place where I was deeply uncomfortable but I had to go there anyway. Many years ago, Susan Jeffers wrote a book called Feel, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And it's about maybe 35 years old at this point. 
But it was a great piece for a lot of people because that's truly the fundamental message. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Take that next step. And when I wrote my first book, The Fearless Factor, I had approached Susan and I said, you know, I'm doing this thing. And she said, just be careful about, you know, quoting me properly. That was her only advice. She did actually <laughs> give me endorsement for the book, her and Marianne Williamson, by the way, which is oh. a whole other story. But um, when she said, just quote me properly, which is that, you know, fear is, is our our thinking around our inability to handle whatever it is that comes our way. Mm. That's it. It's our, you know, if I'm afraid that I can't handle what's going to come my way, but here's the thing about that. Take a look backwards. Look at all the things that you've overcome. Look at the resilience you've built look at all the ways in which you were fearful and you somehow managed to get past it. And when you get past it, you look back on it and you go, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And yeah. it's the thinking that drives the fears and the fears drive the behaviors. Yep. I, I love what you're saying. I, I think there's a lot of great insight into that. Um, as you were talking about childhood and things that we might go through. Again, I think that's going back to what we're talking about, which is um, a mental block that we have put within each of us. And so we just have to push past that in some cases we have to allow others to push us that far and push us out of our comfort zone like you were saying I think that's where we learn and grow the most um, so yeah I love love what you're saying <laughs> well you know it's interesting I, I did martial arts for years I have a black belt in karate which I got on my 49th birthday by the <laughs> wow. way um, so I didn't take it up until I was in my 40s. And it was in my 40s when I decided that, you know, life had to be different than the one that I had been dealt and the one in which I had been kind of pursuing. In fact, it was probably mid 30s when I started to wake up to the fact that all this destructive behavior and by God, I had a lot of it. Um, <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was time to clean up the act and, and look for something different. So in my 40s, I started writing books. I started making music, um, you know, I, I took up martial arts, I started traveling the world, I was raising my family at the time. I had a pretty rich 40 decade um, where there was an awful lot going on. And I've been around the planet now for a good six plus decades, so <laughs> gives you an idea. Um, but the point being is that martial arts taught me a great deal about staying present because that's a really important piece of it. I used to say martial arts, my karate practice was my meditation. And people would look at me like I was crazy because, you know, you mentioned you've got a black belt in karate. And the first thing people say is, oh, we got to watch out for you. Like, get a life, you know. Um, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense, you know. But it is a meditation. And it's a meditation about being in the moment. And that's the other thing about fear. If we stay in the moment... I feel it. I'm uncertain. You know, it's like every time I make a, a, a stretch in my life and I'm in the middle of one right now, frankly, I'm terrified. So I'm not impervious to fear also, because it's always going to be that question mark about really, can you really do that? Mm -hmm. And the answer, of course, is, yeah, if you really want to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. And I, I saw that again in my my you know, my fights in karate. You know, they, they said I was pretty ballsy. Um, because I, I never shied away from, from what it was. But there were six things that I learned doing karate that I think applies to everything in life. 
The first thing is commitment. If you're going to get past your fears, you've got to make that commitment to saying yes, you know, yes, and, and you go to that yes, and place. Second piece is you've got to have focus. You've got to focus on what it is that you want. You've got to be able to visualize what you want. And you've got to be able to push forward with the actions necessary to make that happen. And that demands a lot of discipline. And discipline is about thousands of hours of doing the same stuff over and over and over again. Then you've got to have follow through because a lot of times people fall down when they don't do the follow through. And then there's consistency. And I used to say that, you know, the mo- in fact, one boss said to me at one point, the most consistent thing about you, Jacqueline, is your inconsistency. <laughs> and I thought, that's really great. I'm not like everybody else. <laughs> Which of course, you know, was my mythology. What can I say? And then, of course, the last piece is perseverance. You fall down, you get up. And that brings us to the fear of failure. Fear of failure is one of the big reasons why people don't take the next step. It yeah. might not work out. Hey, but what if it does? Yeah. You know, yeah. And then you get into the fear of success. Well, if I'm successful, my life will change. Well, yeah, for the better, hopefully, you know. Um, so it's the this thinking piece that, that goes on. And, you know, I can definitely talk about fear of failure because that's the one that comes up again and again when I talk to people. What's your biggest fear? Failure. Okay, yeah. so what is failure? Failure is an expect, expectation, a decision or a choice that didn't go the way you wanted it to, period. Yeah. So what's next? You know, and it's very, very rarely life-threatening. Yeah. You can always bounce back from it if you've exactly. got... enough going on upstairs yep that's right so i for those who are watching this because we also um share this with our youtube channel i'm seeing the fearless factor books behind you and those are your books that you've written i'm curious why you would choose you know what what motivated you to write books like that uh started with a coach I was telling her about my life experiences. I grew up in poverty with an alcoholic father who was incredibly violent. Uh, I had sexual abuse in my my background too. And I had no expectations for me to do anything beyond finish school and the age of 15 and go work in a factory. That was Mm -hmm. it. That was to be my life. And eventually I would get married and have kids. But instead I left school at 15 and then I left home at 16. And I got involved in all kinds of drugs and alcohol. And eventually I had a child at the age of 20 that I gave up for adoption. And then I got married to the first person who said, I loved you and really meant it. Um, And we had a child, but that didn't last very long either because I managed to self-sabotage that one as well. Mm -hmm. And I left my son with his father. And then I left from, this was going from Edinburgh, Scotland to London, by the way, geographically. And I left London and I went to San Francisco and I knew nobody. And uh, it's kind of been like the story of my life. I keep showing up in places where I don't know anybody and I've got to figure it out. I did it first when I went from Edinburgh to London. And then I did it again when I went to San Francisco. Um, But there's been an odyssey in my life about understanding and discovering the motivation behind all the self-sabotage, behind all the the trail of tears that I left behind um, that I needed to heal. 
And I, I say that very deliberately because it really was a healing process, but it was a messy process. And uh, it was thanks to great therapists and, and others who entered my life at specific times who were able to say, don't go that way, go this way, you know, and, and taking that advice and taking that next step. So the fear piece in my life is, was huge is, you know, it's still a piece, but it's not huge anymore. But back then it was. So when I told all these stories to my coach, she said, you really should write about your experiences and how you've managed fear. And uh, she said, that's your expertise. I was like, really? <laughs> You know, um, uh, who wants to have ex fear as your expertise? Nobody, you know, but uh, <laughs> there it was. And so I started telling the stories of, of my life and, and uh, people resonated with them. And I also brought out what I had learned along the way. So the fearless factor was written with women in mind because I had seen, uh, including myself, I had seen so much insecurity uh, about, you know, who I am and what I'm capable of doing. And women still to this day do not live fully to their potential. There's a whole lot of story in their heads about who they are. I like to say we're all master storytellers because of the stories we tell ourselves. It's, yeah. it's very simple. So discovering the, the dishonesty of, of my thinking, because it was very dishonest thinking, uh, and, and moving more towards the reality of who I truly am, who I really wanted to be. Because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a traveler. Well, I've done all of that. But each time I, I approached something new, it was like, uh, here we go again. You know, yeah. you got to deal with that uncertainty. You got to deal with that insecurity. Um, so as I said, that, that became a driver for writing these books. And then the second Fearless Factor book was Fearless Factor at Work, because I've been working with a lot of millennial managers. And I found out that a lot of them had, you know, again, that uncertainty, that deep sense of, am I capable? Am I good enough? But it gets worked out on their direct reports. So it's like, how do we create a different communication system? How do we create a better behavior in terms of team functions and so forth? And not only that, how can I help you be a better leader? Because that is really key. And yeah. we need more, we need better leaders in the world because frankly, it's a mess. And uh, you know, I don't care what organization you're looking at. There's a lot of people in jobs that shouldn't be in their jobs, you know? So um the coaching that I've done around that became the fearless factor at work. And it starts with self-awareness. Once you start developing your self-awareness, your ability to empathize, your ability to, to communicate effectively, to understand other people and understand yourself and your own inherent fears, it becomes a whole different matter completely. So the second book was really written for people to use it as like a virtual mentor. So every book of mine has a list of questions at the end of every chapter, and it's all designed for self-reflection. And let's face it, there's a lot of people out there who don't take time for self-reflection and really you know, sit to write it out, which I think is really critical to all of our growth and success in life. Put it down there, don't just think about it, but make it evident. Yeah. I want to kind of go back to what you were talking about of that fear of failure. And, and I've always been kind of interested in what that word failure really means. Um, Cause I think some 
people think that they actually fail when really it could be seen as a success as part of the process. So, so what are your kind of, you know, going back to that fear of failure, what are, what are some additional thoughts maybe you have on failure and how we can maybe see failure in a different perspective instead of looking at it as a negative thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, switching that and making it more into a positive to, to help you along this path of what, whatever you're looking or trying to accomplish. So let's start with something fundamental. We are all failing our way to success. Mm. Start with that idea. We're all failing our way to success. When you're a baby, you fall down and, and get up again thousands of times, right? You're learning how to walk. Right. Then when you learn how to walk, you start learning how to run. And guess what? Your knees are going to get really messed up along the way because <laughs> that's how it goes. And then as we get a little bit older and we start thinking about we're in school and we may not ace the test. We may feel like we're getting, you know, C's and B's instead of getting A's. And of course, you have to look at, you know, did you study hard enough? Did you understand the principles? Did you ask for support? And that just kind of carries on throughout your entire life, frankly. There's a lot of people who feel like they should know everything. And that's a big problem for leadership in general, which is, Uh, If you don't have an answer, you'll make it up, you know, and again, to the point of master storytelling, you know, we kind of fudge things, we get through it. So the idea of failure is simply something that was tested and didn't work the way you had wanted. Remember what I said earlier about expectations, decisions and choices. We've all made bad choices. We've all made the wrong decisions. Did it kill us? No. But did we learn something from it? Yeah, we did. We learned that we didn't want that, if nothing else, you know, so you kind of go from from that point. So failure for me is a growth piece. It's simply about what's the learning in this? I mean, God knows as an entrepreneur, and I've been doing this now for 16 years, and I started with not a clue. I'll be totally honest with you. I had traveled, I had written, I had lived in foreign countries, I had done all kinds of stuff that really tested me out. You know, try living in a foreign country when you don't speak the language. (laughs) Uh, Talk about fear. You know, there's a whole big story on that one. But the point being is that when I started my business, I knew nothing about business. I had never worked in the corporate world because I knew that it was not a good fit from the get-go. I wanted to live by my own rules, not by somebody else's rules. You kind of learn as you get older that sometimes you got to live by other people's rules too. But that's a different point. The thing about what I'm, I'm saying here is that, you know, when I started the business, not knowing anything, I failed again and again. I spent way too much money on stuff I didn't need. I hired people to do stuff that I really didn't know that they could do it uh, and they didn't do it. Um, I created programs that nobody wanted. I gone out and spoken to groups that I felt afterwards, you know, that didn't go so well, you know, but each time there was a learning in there. And again, if it's nothing else, it's like, I don't want to go there again, you know? So at this point in my, my career, I'm far more savvy about what I do with my time and resources and so forth. But when you're first starting out, you just kind of like throwing stuff at the wall. And uh, I have one of my, um, mentors, if you like, is a woman called Dory Clark. And uh, she's written several books. 
and she's written a new one called The Long Game. And The Long Game is really about, you know, how, how are you playing this out? You know, everything's about short term. And when you get over involved in failures, you're very much in a short term place of mind. Mm-hmm. So this might not work for now. And I'm sure you've got your own stories. You know, you can think of it as I speak. You know, it's like, yeah, I got a list of arm long, you know, and uh, it's okay. I've survived because what failure does for you is it builds incredible resilience. You remember what I said about martial arts? You get knocked down, you get back up again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what failure is. You get knocked down, you get back up again and you look for a different path. You look for better resources. You look for somebody to help guide you, as I did, to go in the right direction, to give you the advice that you need or to give you the encouragement and sometimes give you the kick up the butt because that's <laughs> what you need. You know, I'm very well known in my coaching practice for, as someone said, tough love with compassion. So <laughs> if you need to kick up the butt, I'll give it to you. Sounds <laughs> good. Yeah, I really appreciate that um, insight into changing our mindset from failure to we're, we're on the path to success. We're just learning as we go. But each time we do that, we're learning something new that maybe maybe we won't do next time, but we're, we're certainly learning lessons. So I love that insight. Jacqueline, at the near the end of our podcast, we, we have what we call the double down dose. You ready for this? Fire away. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty simple. I have a question and then Jason will ask you a question. So we love hope. Our our podcast is called Sprinkle with Hope. We really, it's really becoming our calling to spread as much hope as we can to the world. And we have listeners all over. And so the first part of Double Down Dose is pretty simple. It's how would you define hope? I would start, first of all, with a belief in myself. That's a big one right Mm -hmm. there. And I would also say, believe that there's goodness in the world. Even although right now we're looking at a world that is so messed up, you just wonder which planet we have landed on, (laughs) truly. And when you read the news, you listen to the news, it is depressing as hell. And I say, turn it off, turn it off. It's people's opinions, it don't matter, it don't matter. And like I say about opinions, you're free to accept or, or reject them. And there's a lot you need to reject at this point in time. But people are in fear and people are living their lives based on what these people are doing. So the hope piece is know that there's goodness in the world. Know that there is a place where there are good people who care, who are compassionate, who are giving a great deal to the benefit of it. But start with yourself. Believe in yourself. There's the biggest hope right there. I love that. That's awesome. And I I agree. And I, you know, I feel like that's some, a a space that Shane and I have created is for a space for them to come and feel that hope and feel that love and that there is goodness out there in the world. And, you know, it's, it's having guests like yourself and others that have come on and, and helped us, you know, continue to spread that hope and that there is goodness. Um, So I appreciate that. So the second part of the double down dose is what is your definition of love or how would you define love? I'm going to have to come back to the same thing, you know, learn how to love yourself. I hated Mm. myself for years. You know, there was, there was flaws all over the place, 
And when I could finally look in the mirror and go, you know, I really like you. You're a good person. You're a decent person. You know, there's love right there. And when you love yourself, it's much easier to love other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And too many people go looking for their love out there. It's like, yeah, I'm going to just suck up somebody else's love for me. I've been married for 42 years. I know that he loves me, but I also know there have been times in our marriage when I couldn't stand him and he <laughs> couldn't stand me. So, you know, we, we have to come back to that self-love as a piece right there. And I, I've said this for many years, when you learn how to love yourself, other people will love you more. Yeah, that's a great insight. Jacqueline, I have really enjoyed this discussion. I think you have given some amazing insight into you know, some things that you went through in life that were tough, but you're willing to open your mouth and help the world. So um, awesome job on you. Thank you. Um, some, some of our listeners like to reach out to um, our guest. And so how can, our, how can they reach you and contact you? So they can contact me through my website, which is JacquelineWales.com. Or uh, my email is Jacqueline at JacquelineWales.com. Very simple. And uh, I would like to offer to your guests, because these are people who believe in hope, is that there are some uh, courses on my my website, and it's under the, the tab of courses, that are individual coach courses. They're like $147 courses. I invite anyone to go take one of those $147 courses and just put in the code JW21 and you get it for free. And it's an online course. It's got some videos. It's got some quizzes. It's got some things for you to reflect on. And that's my gift to, to your listeners who are invested in sprinkling hope in the world. Wow. That's a fantastic offer. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. You're very welcome. That is awesome. And this has been a great discussion. I love talking about fear. I think it's one thing that holds us back from truly bringing out the best version of ourself. And so I, I've appreciated this conversation for sure. Um, I've loved, you know, your insight and, and Shane and I love talking about fear and getting over it. And, and I think I agree with you. Every single one of us has it. Even the most successful business owner in the world is, you know, has fear of something. Um, and it's just how we manage that. And so I love your, you love your take on it. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's really been a pleasure to talk to both of you this morning. So thank you.